I want to do something this morning that I did back in January. And after we do it, I'll tell you why we're doing it. I want to hear this group right here. When I point to you, say, hear, hear. No, that's not very... Is Noel Keller here? Noel Keller's not here. Is she here? No, come up here. She is a self-certified card-carrying member of the British uh, Commonwealth. British... And so she knows how to say here, here, I think. You want to have a microphone here? Yes, yes, please. Now, now, now listen to the way she says here, here. Here, here. Amen. I want this group here to say amen. Amen. Up there, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. All right, when we say here, here, you do the here, you lead the here, here. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to make a statement, and after that statement, I will point to you and you say your respective word, okay? We're not alone in our search for our pastor. God's presence goes with us. Our Lord will not fail us. From the beginning of time, God has determined who we will call to pastor Myrtle Grove. They're getting better. That's, That's your leadership, all right? Our Lord has given Myrtle Grove a future and a hope. Amen. The Lord's hand is guiding us. Hallelujah. Not very good. Say that again. Hallelujah. That's better, okay. Somewhere in the world is the pastor the Lord has for us. <laughs> the Lord will soon plant a fault in that man's mind to get ready for a new call. Amen. The man will be specially gifted to minister here at Myrtle Grove. Hallelujah. The Lord will lead us to that man. He will be a man after God's own heart. The Lord has planted a special love for the people of this church in that man's heart. Everything in this pastor's life has been preparing him for this uh, call. We are not to be anxious. We are to to wait and pray. Be joyful always. Pray, continue to give thanks for what the Lord will do this year. Those were given to you back in December. I mean, in January. Every one of them come true. Every one of those things are true. God has answered that call. Uh, I really was ministered to by that music this morning. Well, really, just it's been a long night. This morning, uh, before I left home, I was listening to Charles Stanley, as I normally do. And uh, he repeated two things I want to repeat to you this morning, which have come true also. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I know you know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths or he will make your path straight. The other thing he said, you'll understand it better by and by. Sometimes we don't understand completely right now, but by and by we do come to understand it. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, 
fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, Lord, and use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. In calling a pastor, I want us to all understand that we have a unanimous, that to have a unanimous decision is not required anywhere in the EPC Book of Order. For a pastoral call, it says, if successful, a unanimous vote of the pastor search committee is most desirable. But some committees may decide that three-fourths vote is acceptable. But your pastor search committee decided up front that the Holy Spirit was not divided. So why should we be if we were all of one spirit? We also determined that if seven people can't be united, how could we possibly ever expect our church to be? I remember a number of years ago uh, in a library where my, one of my children were attending, there was a picture, a painting, of a large field that was divided into four quadrants. And there was a cow in each quadrant. And each cow had his head poked through the fence, eating the grass on the other side. <laughs> the grass is always green on the other side. I remember also, I told this to the committee, said, why are you telling us this? I don't know, it just came up. But about the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz came out in 1939. I was born before 1939. But I was just two years old, I didn't see it. But, uh, Remember about Dorothy and a little dog, Toto? And she was in, this, uh, in Kansas, and it was black and white. The, the movie started off black and white, and it only became color when they got to the land of Oz, if you recall. And uh, in that movie, a storm had just passed over, and she was looking out the window of her house, and there was a rainbow. And she became a song, she sang a song, Judy Garland, that became a classic, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Blue birds fly, birds fly over the rainbow, why, why can't I? And then she went on singing, uh, where troubles melt like lemon drops above the chimney tops, that's where you'll find me. In other words, she was saying, somewhere out there is where life is. Somewhere out there is a beautiful world. It's not here in Kansas, and that's where she wanted to go. And in a way, that's the way our committee started. I'll tell you about it. I want to tell you this, uh, the calling process we went through. It's easy to say no to someone you don't know. Their personal information form, their sermons, their theologies that they write about, their personality shown in what they've written, gifts of the Spirit they mention, visions, strengths and weaknesses, things like that. However, to say yes to the person the Lord desires you to call is usually is totally different. What, which one of many gifted men should we call? Which one of many gifted men? There were 10, 21 applicants and seven inquiries. That's people that inquired and never got an application from them. At that point, so basically, without us having asked for it, just like Dorothy was looking somewhere over the rainbow, we were looking out there somewhere. 
And we got personal information formed from all over the globe, from New Guinea, from the Philippines, from Nigeria, Cairo, Egypt. As a matter of fact, the man from Cairo, Egypt was writing it to us from uh, Colorado. He had a son named Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. <laughs> and when you don't call Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you're probably in trouble. But... And then we got uh, uh, PIS from Canada, California, Idaho, Wyoming, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, all over the place. And, and at that point, we got down to four applicants and we didn't know what we were going to do because these were all quality men. What are we going to do? And the Lord said, let me help you out. At that point, the Lord, he stepped in. One of the applicants, the first one we were to interview, dropped out one week before his interview. It was one from California. Then we had another application to, applicant to, to uh, interview, and we were going to interview him one day. Just before I walked into the interview, another uh, one of our applicants had dropped out. Now we got two dropped out. Two dropped out, two. One we're getting ready to interview, and one more to interview. On July the 13th, we hit our first and largest hurdle. We had two candidates and went through the, the exercise of talking about each extensively, extensively. We were ready to make the call. But when we took the silent vote recorded on a small piece of paper, neither of the two received a unanimous vote. Now, let me tell you about a call. A call is not about friendship. A call is not about who we love. A call is not about who we like and you know, like their personality. Uh, the call is about who God wants. It's not about our personal opinions, it's about who God wants. And remember, we were there at that point of unanimity. We had to be unanimous. We said, not that, the, not that the church said that, but we said that. It seemed to me as if we were going around in circles, but not moving or progressing forward that day. That's when I mentioned to the committee about something the Lord had given me the night before. And Jimmy asked me if I would read it. And I read my notes, which were really about unity, or actually about disunity. We could not be uni unified because we felt the congregation was not united. And we were a committee of the congregation. The committee said that needed to be preached after I read the notes. And as a church, we needed a season of prayer and fasting. And it seemed with that decision that the atmosphere of clarity entered the room and I called Steve the next day and asked if I could preach. And you remember I did so on July 23rd. And the day, two days later, sent out the letter about the need for prayer. And the committee felt you took that call very seriously and called out the Lord in prayer because we could see a difference in our meetings. So you're responsible for this call. However, another thing happened on the July 13th meeting we recalled or remembered a candidate we had first approached back in March. 
At the time, he did not wish to be considered for a variety of reasons, which I'll tell you about later. So we talked and finally voted to determine if we should call him at that moment to see if anything had changed. Most of the committee felt he would say no again. But when I called him from our meeting room, he immediately, without hesitation, agreed to send us his PIF, which he had not yet written. Now remember, this was July the 13th. So now we had three candidates. We did, why did we call the third person? Because we could not come to agreement on the previous two candidates. We didn't eliminate their names because we didn't know what we would find with the third person. A search committee is called a search. Search committee is called a search. And you just keep searching until you get the one the Lord wants. On Monday, July the 17th, I received an email from one of the two candidates we had been unable to come to a unanimous decision on four days earlier. He was withdrawing his name from candidature. We thus were left with one candidate that we had interviewed and one candidate whose PIF we were awaiting. When I preached on July the 23rd, I told you we were down to two candidates. That was true. Because of vacations on the committee, we were unable to interview the new candidate until August the 2nd. When we interviewed him, we found out that the Lord had been working on the candidate since his refusal in March. The candidate told us that we had taken, that he had taken a road trip alone to pray, get some clarity and hear from God about what he should do. One week before my call, which was on July the 13th, one week before my call, which would have been July the 6th, he had journaled that he should get ready for a new call on his life and wondered if the phone would ring. Now remember, I had not talked to him since March. On July the 13th, his phone rang. With the first interview, which was Again, it was August the 2nd. Those in attendance were impressed with the flow and substance of the interview. But one person was missing from our committee. Our next interview was scheduled for August the 10th. And during the interview, I sensed all were feeling the move of the Holy Spirit. At the conclusion of the interview, we said we wished to excuse ourselves for a few minutes. We went into my study, we were at my home. And without saying a word, I believe we all sensed we had found the man. I said, are we ready to vote? Yes, was the answer. No silent ballot was needed. And I said, all who believe Stacy Miller is the man. The Lord is calling as head pastor Myrtle Grove. Raise your right hand. Seven hands went up. It was unanimous. I can remember so many times in the process when someone would say, it's still not clear to me who we should call. Or the Lord has not revealed to me his choice. But then suddenly, 
On August the 10th, the Lord pulled back the veil. And we were able, without a shadow of a doubt, to know that this was that his will and whom we should call. Not just one of us, seven of us. That's God. Immediately afterwards, I read these two scriptures. From Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I think that's what happened over the course of months. The mind of that committee was transformed. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Then you will be test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I also read to them from the book of Hebrews chapter 13, which is a benediction. 13 verse 20. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hear that? In both of those passage of scripture it talks about being pleasing to God and doing his will after reading those two scriptures I asked the committee are you feeling the pleasure of the Lord right now and everyone said they were right we walked back into our, my living room and informed Stacy that he was to be our nominee for the position of head pastor at Myrtle Grove. And now we present his name of Stacy Miller to you as our nominee for the position of head pastor. For those of you that may not know Stacy, he has been the head of a school, Myrtle Grove Christian School, since 2008. He has a staff of over 60 people. He was, he has been uh, voted to ruling elder of this, of the, on our session. And he is a member of the uh, building finance property committee. He has taught a discipleship class for several years and is on the adult Christian education committee. He's most recently taught on the book of Romans. Stacy has also been at the forefront of missionary MCN, the summer mission program. Generally, when there's an announcement that session is, from session is Stacy doing the presentation. Stacy is chairman of the Southeastern Regional Accreditation Commission for the Association of Christian Schools International in Atlanta, Georgia. He is chairman of the se several Christian school accreditation visits in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Stacy is a graduate of Wake Forest University with a BA and a Bachelor of Arts and a graduate of Southeastern Theological Seminary with a Master of Arts. Stacy has a great sense of humor. He said he was a charismatic that went to a Baptist Theological Seminary and came out a Presbyterian. <laughs> Stacy had been married to his dear wife Monica since June 1993. And I might add, never married anyone else. 
They have three children, Josh in Texas, Jeremy and Hannah who, who live here and, are, and one grandchild. Stacy is a visionary with leadership, teaching, and administrative gifts. He is not as much a talker as he is a listener, but when he speaks, he always seems to be on target of the direction an organization should go. And there is, of course, much more that I could say about Stacy. But it is the joy of your pastor search committee to bring John Stacy Miller as a nominee for the position of head pastor Myrtle Grove. In a motion yesterday morning at an executive session meeting, the call of Stacy Miller was affirmed unanimously by your session. A second motion was also approved to make the announcement today and to have the congregational vote next Sunday. Stacy will be preaching his first sermon to us next Sunday, August 27th, and we will be voting on him by closed or silent ballot before the sermon. Now there's more, quite a bit more as a matter of fact. As your pastor search committee, we felt the Lord was telling us that he desired us not to only call a head pastor, but also to creatively arrive at a solution that would presently, as well as in the future, benefit the kingdom of God as far as the Lord allowed us to see. So we believe we were not only to call Stacy, but we also to recommend to the session that congregation that Michael Mattis, the second candidate, continue to serve on, on the staff under Stacy. Now, your PSC does not feel God is saying yes to Stacy and no to Michael. We feel he's saying yes to two men but different roles at the present time. I want to read to you the motion that we made yesterday at this, at this session meeting. This is a recommendation. The PSC also unanimously affirms God's call of Michael Mattis to a pastoral ministry and recommends that he continue to serve on the staff of Myrtle Grove in order to contribute to the fulfillment of God's vision and purpose for us as his church. We also recommend that Michael complete the SEEP program, which is Continuing, Educa Continuing Education Equivalency Program, which is through our presbytery, which takes two years minimum, and either and other requirements as soon as possible in order to become a fully ordained pastor within the EPC and to further prepare for him for leadership and ministry. We all are able to see the ministry potential and gifting of Michael, I believe. But the PSC was also able to see that theological training, which is two years intensive program, would be what is further preparing Michael for leadership and ministry. If you believe us about Stacy, the call of Stacy, then we wish you would also believe us about our recommendation for Michael because that recommendation was felt was of the Lord and just as strong. No matter that through the months, Michael kept saying about this, trusting the process in the search committee, we all heard him, his being called, not, not being called to be the head pastor was certainly a great disappointment, if not a shock. The committee met with he and Abby last Monday and told them that we would be calling Stacy. 
We then read and gave him a copy of a paper entitled Truth from Michael and Abby to Consider, which summarized the feelings of the committee. There's 11 truths that we came up with, but uh, I'm just going to read a few of them until you, you can get the idea. We are unanimous in believing you who love the people of Myrtle Grove. We're unanimous in believing you're called to the ministry. We're unanimous in believing the Lord has uniquely gifted you for his call. Therefore, we are unanimous in wanting you to remain on staff at Myrtle Grove and wish to re recommend that to the session and congregation. We unanimously believe that this is the plan the Lord has given us on your behalf. Finally, we unanimously do not understand what the future holds for you in Myrtle Grove. We see many, many possibilities, all of them positive, but we don't truly know. However, we do trust God. And there were several more. Michael has informed us that he's ready to move on. But one of our committee has met with Michael, asking him to reconsider, and I've talked with him. He is praying about his decision, but currently plans to remain, perhaps, at this church until the first of the year. For your information, I, I think you need to hear this. Stacy, when he sent us his personal information form, he on a cover letter that he sent us, this is what he said. As you know, when Ron approached me back in the spring about my interest in the position, I said I did not want to be considered for it as long as Michael was a candidate. Not only have I supported Michael's candidacy from the beginning, but I was concerned that consideration of two people from inside the church could create further division within the body. That remains a concern of mine, and I would prefer that you not add my name to the pool if you think Michael may still be God's man. We were unable to come to a unanimous decision about Michael. So we between March of this past year and July, Stacy was able to come to a decision about his call. And honestly, we do think Michael is God's man with awesome gifts and an awesome future. However, right here and right now, because of the complexities of this congregation, we need a mature, wise, proven leader at the helm. And we believe that Stacy Miller is that man. Now there's one more thing I wish to do. I wish to call the committee up here. Search committee. Oh, oh yes, okay, here we go. Let me get to that. Let me go back to that. Thank you, Jim. The motion yesterday morning in an executive session meeting, which I read earlier, by the way, the call of Stacey Miller was affirmed unanimously by the session and supports the decision. A second motion was made about this meeting day and about him preaching next Sunday. Search committee, come up here.
please. The reason I want them up here is because I told you this was not one man's decision. This was a group decision. And I want to ask them two questions. Let me see that microphone. The question is, was the decision between you and the Lord? Yes, it was. 100%. And also, I've checked with Jack Bohr about holding Margie's hand, so I just want to make sure that was okay. But Jack Bohr told me you should not do it. <laughs> he did it. Yes. Can I answer in just a couple words? Yes, you may. <clears throat> Some of you know that I, I'm involved in helping to translate God's word for languages in DR Congo, which is a very spiritual work, and we obviously need to hear God's voice in that work. And the Lord showed me that this work of the search committee was just as important as that, that the main thing that we needed to do was hear God's voice throughout. And I can tell you that all of these seven people were always praying, not my will, Lord, but thine be done. And your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For Myrtle Grove, for these two men and their wives, and for all of us at Myrtle Grove, that God's will be done. And that's what, we are not perfect instruments, we're just like you all. But that was, on the de that was the desire of our hearts. We weren't always united, but in the end, we were united also, as Ron described. And we believe that we did hear and we have heard God's voice. Amen. I went into the uh, search committee with an open mind. I said, uh, this is the congregation's committee. And I should have an open mind to whoever God reveals. And throughout the process, I can say 100% that God convinced me this is his chosen person. And one more question. Do you believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Stacy Miller is the one the Lord has called to be head pastor of Myrtle Grove? I truly believe that, and I would like to say, uh, during this process over seven months, I, fr from many of y'all I've heard, we're praying for the committee, and we have moved away from what we want, and we are now praying in line with what the Holy Spirit of God wants. And we as a com committee feel like we did that, and... Yes, we feel like this is the right man. And by the way, I appreciate your prayers. Working with him for seven months was kind of difficult. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, uh, 100%. It was, this was the Lord's work. The Lord was in with us the whole way. Uh, man was not in, involved in this because we knew that. And each one of us, was. it was a unanimous decision. And that's all I got to say. And I'm saying, yes, um, I believe that Stacy Miller is God's man for this time. Yes and amen. I better say something since everyone else did, right? Uh, I want to say, I've been in ministry almost, or almost 30 years, and what I experienced on this committee 
was one of the greatest joys to see the sovereignty of God working in our hearts to reveal his truth and not what we wanted, but what he wanted. And it was, I mean, every time we tried to push something a certain way, God would do something that we had no control over to help us to see what he was saying. And it was, it made me feel like these are some of my closest friends now in, in all the world, just how God used that time that we had together to, to seek his will in this area. So we're um, proud to say that he led us to Stacy Miller. Yes, in July, my open mind became frustrated, as Ron said in his thing, and through your prayers and through the, our interaction after the prayers, because I had people coming up to me saying you were praying for me. Excuse me. Excuse me. But uh, after all that, that week in August, it's one um, a clear message from God that this is the man. Thank you, guys. I love you all. Let us pray. Oh, Father, may your peace and joy that the committee fills fill this church as we move into a new future under the new leadership of your calling. May we all come to see the wisdom of your choice in our fellowship together and with others you will bring. Oh, Lord, impress upon us that we are your hands and your feet your instruments to accomplish what you desire. We worship you, Lord. We give you honor and praise and glory for how your Spirit has led all these months. And that alone reveals that we are, our futures are assured and secure in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.